Thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Good morning, everyone. How are you all? You're all looking great. That's okay. <laughs> Turn to the person next to you and say, you're looking great. <laughs> Just encourage them. Thank you so much, Leon and Alison and the team here. Um, it's, it's an absolute privilege to be with you this morning. Hello to everyone online at, um, at home. Sorry for some uh, life centralists. Sorry that you can't be with us here this morning in person. But I really hope this translates well uh, through the web as well, which is um, it, it's just it's brilliant. Isn't technology great? The fact that we can do that now, and um, I think it's the way forward, really. I think increasingly we're going to see a number of churches go online more so. So, um, But it's great that you are here, and I encourage you, if you haven't yet gone and done the Compassion Experience, please take an opportunity to go through the bus uh, or the truck or whatever we call that out there. Um, it's a great opportunity for you to just go through a journey with one of the children that's been through um, a program. Uh, with compassion, uh, which is great. Later on, I right up front from the start, I will be asking you uh, to see if God is laying on your heart to get involved in partnering with a with a child and and sponsoring them. So in a little while, we'll be looking at that. But I just want to, if it's okay with you, bring a message this morning called "Smile at the Storm." Can anyone remember when you were a child? Now, this was a kid's song. It didn't go down well in the first service. It felt like it, felt like a, it just tumbleweed across the front of the stage. But um, there was a song that I remember as a kid when I was in kids' ministry, uh, called, which went, With Jesus in the boat, you can smile at the storm. Smile at the storm, smile at the storm. With Jesus in the boat, you can smile at the storm. As he goes sailing, as we go sailing by. Can anyone remember that song? Yeah, okay, yes! There's a few people who remember it. Now, my, my wife and I, Kaz, um, she, she grew up in an AOG church, a, a Pentecostal church. I grew up in the Church of England. So I remember the song as, with Jesus in your boat. Kaz is adamant that the song is, with Jesus in your vessel. So who knows it as with Jesus in the boat? Yeah. Who knows it with Jesus in the vessel? Okay, so there's a few. Okay, so it's about a 50-50 split. So we're both right. So I can go home and we won't argue anymore about this. Um, <laughs> but I, I just want to uh, touch on this for, for a moment because I really believe that this is a message in season for us here and now as well. You know, obviously, I would love to see some children sponsored at the end of this service. We'd love to see the journey of hope start within that child. But I also believe that this is a message for us here and now, because there's a lot of storms going on in our lives at the moment. A lot of storms. I mean, we've had a lot of physical storms recently. I wrote down the names of them. Uh, we've had uh, Crazy Storm, Ataya, uh, Brendan, Kyra, or Kiara, uh, Dennis, and apparently we've also had Storm Ellen. I, don't, I can't remember Ellen, but maybe she's still to come. Um, but we've had a lot of you know, physical storms. I, I used to live in North Wales, 
um, in, in a, a town called Prestatin, right on the North Wales coast. And it was windy there, but when it got stormy, it got really stormy. I mean, wheelie bins would be racing each other down the road. You know, that kind of stormy. Um, recently, with I think it was Storm Dennis, he took out one of our fence panels in our back garden. Um, so thank you, Dennis. I appreciate that. Is there anyone here called Dennis? But, um, you know, there's a lot of storms going on. And let me talk to you about another storm. Storm COVID-19. Coronavirus. You know, it's, it's like a storm. And the thing is about storms is there's, they happen to us. And there's actually at times very little that we can do about it. The storm is there. And the storm happens to us. And I love what Richmond said in the, in the video um, a little bit earlier when he was talking about poverty. It can almost feel like just hopelessness. You know, a sense of hopelessness. What, what do we do about this? What do we do about this storm? Uh, what, 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 what do I have the power to do? Because this just seems so overwhelming. What do I do? I remember a storm for us personally as a, as a family. My dad... Um, a couple of years ago now, I think it was, he had a heart attack. just felt like a storm had suddenly invaded our world. You know, because well, what do I do about this? I felt so hopeless, so powerless to do anything. You know, fortunately, my dad had a heart bypass and he's, he's fine now. I remember another storm when um, I've got, um, I'm married to Kaz. I have one wife. And then I also I have two boys uh, called Noah and Eli, and I have a cat called Harry. He's a big ginger Tom, and he's uh, of course I got to have a ginger Tom. Look at the color of my hair. But um, you know, I, I remember when Noah was born. We had home births for both of our, our kids, and Noah was just a dream, and uh, it was a very simple birth. Everything just seemed to go well when Noah exited. Kaz um, came out of Kaz. I remember. <laughs> I remember Kaz, uh, Kaz saying to me, so, so what is it? And she meant, is it a boy or a girl? And I just said, it's, it's a baby. <laughs> you know? And Kaz was like, what were you expecting? You know, um, but yeah, so Noah was great, really easy. But then we had Eli and um, had a home birth with Eli. But it was just tough. A storm hit our home because uh, Eli was born okay, but then Kaz really when a lot of stuff went wrong from that point. And we had to be rushed into hospital. Kaz was just taken away into the operating theater and uh, we almost lost her. You know, it was a, a storm just hit her and you just feel so hopeless. And so what do we do about all of that? You know, how do we, how do we handle these storms in our lives? And I'm sure all of you have experienced storms at some point, maybe a broken relationship, Maybe the loss of a loved one. Maybe losing a job. Um, maybe an addiction. A storm that just keeps circling. These black clouds. You know, how do I get out of this? Storms. We have to deal with them. But how do we handle them? You know, how do we handle COVID-19? How do we hand, what do we do in the midst of this storm? Um, in Proverbs uh, 13, verse 12. Because... Um, I mentioned how with a storm you can feel hopeless. And in Proverbs 13, verse 12, it says this, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. How many of us at the moment just maybe feel a bit sick about what's going on in our world? You know, it just, just feels sick because we, we just, it's, it's hard. It's just hard. 
you know, how do we deal with this? It makes me feel sick. Maybe the situation that you're going through just makes you feel sick because there's maybe a lack of hope there. But when the storms hit, there are some things that we can do. And I just want to mention one thing. And um, I, I, I went on Amazon. There are other places that you can buy things from. But um, I went on Amazon and I, and I bought an anchor. How cool is this? Um, I bought an anchor. I, what I really wanted was one of those big, huge things, you know, like sort of um, like you get a tattoo of, you know, like a Popeye. Um, but I got, I got this anchor um, because I wanted to just try and illustrate something about when the storms hit. And now I, I'm not a sailor. I don't, I don't have sailing boats and things like that. Um, but I have friends who, who've had them and I've also been on them. And the thing is, is when a storm hits, it can feel as though if you're in a boat that you're just being blown all over the place. You know, because you've not dropped anchor yet. And you're just being blown all over the place. And it, it can just feel as though, ah, oh, I'm over here, ah, oh, I'm over here, because you've not, you're not dropped anchor yet. You're being blown all over. Just the storms hit. And it feels as though it's all-consuming. Blown over here. I don't know what to do about this. I'm, I'm lost. And the thing is, with, when, when that's happening, it can feel as though everything is starting to spiral and spiral and spiral. Suddenly, um, what, you were, what you used to be positive about is now impacted by this storm, and then you're getting negative about that as well. You know, and getting negative about that. And I'm sure we've all experienced those or know people like that. <laughs> where when one thing's bad, suddenly everything's getting bad. And it's, it's as if you're just spiraling out of control. You know, the storm's hit, the storm's hit. What do I do about this? What do I do about that? COVID-19, I'm going to have to self-isolate. But then what happens about the kids in school? What happens about my wage? What happens about this? And it just spirals and spirals and spirals. I want to just mention what happens when you drop anchor. You know, Dropping anchor, and I'll, I'll talk in a little while about what this represents, what this anchor represents. But suddenly what you've done is created a, what we call a fixed point of reference. You, you've dropped anchor, you've got a fixed point of reference. And then all of a sudden, you see the storm's blowing, but I'm anchored, I'm tethered. There's, there's, something, there's something secure in my life. You know, ah, oh, blown over here, COVID-19, ah, oh, blown over, lost my job, lost my job, but I'm not, I'm not losing it. I'm tethered, I'm anchored. You know, I've got these addictions in my life and I'm, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with that, but you know, you can get blown over here a bit, it can feel as though the storm's, the storm's gonna overwhelm you, but you're anchored, you're tethered, you, you've got a fixed point of reference. And I want to talk this morning and help us understand what that fixed point of reference is and why it's really important that we have it in our life. Why it's important for a sponsored child to be tethered, to have a fixed point of reference and how it really impacts their lives. The North Star, for those who are astronomers, is like a fixed point of reference as well because you identify that one star and then suddenly you can work out where you are. Everything else can start to fall into place. So what is this fixed point of reference? What, what does the Bible have to say about this fixed point of reference? Who is this fixed point of reference? Why is it important for us to have 
this fixed point of reference to be anchored somewhere. The Bible talks about Jesus being the fixed point of reference. In Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Fixing our eyes. Fix, have a fixed point of reference. Fix on Jesus, the author and pioneer, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. The Bible also talks about Jesus being where people put their hope or should put their hope. In Matthew 12, 18 to 21, and then it's, it's a, a reflection of Isaiah 42, verses 1 to 4. I only have one verse up on the screen, but it says this. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love in whom I delight. I will put my spirit on him, talking about Jesus, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He, he will not quarrel or cry out. No one will hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed will not break uh, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out um, till he has brought justice through to victory. And here it is, verse 21. It's up on the screens. In his name, the nations will put their hope. You see, because storms can make you feel hopeless, but here we have somewhere where we can put our hope. And then it goes on in Hebrews uh, 6 verse 19, talks about that hope is an anchor for our soul. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure, firm and secure, anchored, fixed point of reference. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner Jesus has entered on our behalf. Jesus, hope of the world, is the anchor that we can anchor ourselves to, that when the storms of life come, we have a fixed point of reference and we can deal with it. We can deal with the storms of life. You know, this is why it's so important that when we work with a child in one of our projects, that we give them an opportunity to learn about Jesus so that they can anchor themselves somewhere. Anchor, to be able to have a hope that when the storm of poverty is swirling around them, that there's still a hope, a hope. Maybe you've come into church for the first time this morning and you're just trying to explore the whole thing about faith. Let me just, if you want to go away with one thing this morning, please understand that Jesus can be an anchor in your life. He can bring hope into your life. That although life is swirling around like a storm and you're still trying to get, you know, work things out, it's, you don't have to have everything worked out to know Jesus as an anchor in your life. If you've got him there, it actually helps to work out everything else. So what happens? So how, how do we, how, what, what can we practically do to start to have this anchor firm and secure in our lives. You know, what practically can we learn from the scriptures that help us to understand the impact of this? If you've got your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27. Um, it'll also appear on the screen as well. Matthew chapter 28 and verses 23 to 27. And I'm sure... If you've been around church for a little while, you know this passage, because if you're thinking, okay, the preacher's talking about Jesus, he's talking about storms, 
there's this really interesting story where Jesus is in a storm. So obviously we're going to go there and just see what Jesus did and learn how, what we can practically do to get this anchor of hope secure in our lives. Jesus calms the storm. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23, it says this. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? When he got up and rebuked the wind and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. You know, I, at the beginning I mentioned it, uh, or the title of this, Smile at the Storm. You know, I would, the reality is that when storms hit, when the storms hit the boat in that story, I doubt the disciples were smiling. They were probably, well, they were in distress. And for a lot of us, we may be feeling in distress this morning, but I really hope that when I've finished, you may be able to have a little wry smile on your face as you face the storms of life. So what can we learn from Jesus here? What can we learn about having hope, secure hope, and having a fixed point of reference in our lives? The first thing is this, is that we have to learn that we need to stir hope. Stir hope. Jesus was asleep, okay? He was, he was asleep. Now imagine this, the, the waves are crazy, they're going mental, and, and Jesus is just napping, in, in the boat, you know, he's, he's asleep there. So we need to stir hope awake. As I've mentioned, you know, Jesus is the, is the anchor, he's the hope, he's who we can be secure in. And so here we have Jesus, the one who we can be secure in, the one who we can anchor our hope in, the one who um, we can have a, fi have a fixed point of reference. He, he's, he's all powerful, he's there asleep in the boat. Um, so the first thing we have to do is we have to stir hope awake. We have to wake him up. We, needed to, we need to wake Jesus up. Now, the interesting thing is, is in this, in this story here, you've got the waves that are crashing over the boat. You've got rain probably pouring down. They're in the middle of a storm. So Jesus is being hit by waves, by rain, by all of the circumstances that are going on. He's still asleep. But then what wakes him up? The voice of his children, the people he, love, he loves. You know, his disciples in a moment of absolute hopelessness, helplessness, cries out. They cry out in distress. Someone wake Jesus up. Don't you care that we're going to die? And in that moment, Jesus wakes up. Know that your voice is louder than the storms that you're facing. Know that when you cry out to Jesus, hope awakens. Hope awakens in that moment. You know, you might be the first time into church this morning. You know that the moment you cry out to Jesus, he's awake. He's listening. He's engaged with you. He's ready. 
What do you want him to do? Stir hope awake. When you stir hope awake, amazing things can start to happen. When you sponsor a child, you stir hope. Hope comes into that child's life. Richmond on the video that we watched earlier says it, says it like this. It rekindles this hope that was taken away. You know, when you sponsor a child, it rekindles the hope that was taken away. We need to stir hope awake. So many of us have so much potential that's locked away within you. So much potential. You need to stir hope awake within you. Don't walk around dormant with this potential, this freedom, this opportunity. Stir hope up. Stir it awake within you. Second thing we learn from Jesus is that once you've woken hope up, you need to speak hope. We need to speak hope. Jesus spoke to the storm. He spoke to the storm. Um, Isn't it interesting in this passage that it says that Jesus rebuked the wind and the waves? Now, I've never heard of anyone, and certainly I wouldn't necessarily, if there were storms going around, rebuke them. What, what, What do you rebuke? You rebuke spirits. Uh, you know, if you've been around church for a while, you'll understand that, um, that we believe that there is a spiritual realm that's, 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 that's very real. You know, and that when you have something coming against you in the spiritual realm, you rebuke it. You say, no, you're not, no, no longer. I rebuke you in the, name of, in, in the name of Jesus. And in this moment, Jesus is rebuking the wind and the waves. What does that teach me? What should that teach us? that some of the storms that you're facing in life, they may be physically manifesting, but they have a spiritual connection. That some of the storms that are taking place in this community, some of the hopelessness, is, is a spiritual attack. You know, as you rise up as a church, Life Central, as you rise up, as you really start to make an impact, even more than you already are, into this local area, into the areas where you've got your different locations, into Hagley, into Rowley, and others that are to come, you've got to realize that you're going to have some storms come against you. And they're spiritual storms. And you need to rebuke them and say, this far, but no further. You know, you've got to realize that some of the storms, poverty... Poverty, let's talk about the poverty that Francis experienced, that Richmond experienced, and others of the children that we work with. They are are spiritual battles that are going on as well. You know, so we need to make sure that we care for the physical side of things. Francis mentioned about getting medical care, getting an opportunity for education, but also that's why we also make sure every child has an opportunity to meet Jesus because we know that this is a, a spiritual battle as well. Richmond actually said in the video that he knew he was truly released from poverty when he met Jesus. For you this morning, what battles, what storms are you facing that you've been trying to, you've been trying to handle them in your own strength, but you actually this morning need to come to Jesus, anchor yourself in him, and invoke the full authority of heaven over the spiritual and over the storm that you're facing. Speak hope. I wrote this in my um, journal the other day. 
And I just wondered whether it helps someone this morning. You know, you are facing some storms at the moment and you're, you're actually quite fearful about coronavirus. And I, it's from Psalm 91 and it just spoke to me and maybe it'll speak to someone, maybe it'll speak to someone at home this morning. Psalm 91, you will not fear the terror of night. You know, this is speaking hope, declaring hope. You will not fear the terror of night, now the, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Verse 9, if you say, the Lord is my refuge, if you say that the Lord is my fixed point of reference, the Lord is my hope, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you, nor disaster will come to your tent. It's about speaking hope. It's about writing the letters to the kids that we work with. Speaking hope into their being. And the last thing is this, point three, is once you've stirred hope, once you've spoken hope, you need to stand in hope. Stand in hope. You notice in the passage that we read earlier that Jesus got up. He got up. He didn't just kind of lay in the back, oh, the wind waves. He got up. There was something about standing up. Maybe for some of you this morning, you need to just hear this message. Get up. Get up. Stand in hope. Don't you dare allow that storm to wipe you out. Stand up. Secure yourself. Stand on the firm, firm standing Firm foundation. Anchor yourself in Jesus. Stand up. You know, hope is not something that is just instantaneous. Hope is nurtured. Hope builds over a period of time. Like trust. Trust doesn't just happen overnight. It's something that you build. It's something that takes time. Hope is similar. You know, you've got to develop a resilience. Stand in hope. So that when that next storm comes, and the next storm, because there will be more. Storms come all the time. You know, life is just not peachy all the time. You can't just, yeah, it's lovely. It's like, there are storms that come. And so you've got to develop a resilience. It's like once you've had a virus, your body develops a resilience to it. But there's always a bigger storm that's going to come. Develop a resilience. Stand in hope. That's why to release a child truly from poverty, it takes time. That's why when we say, if you sponsor a child today, we'd love you to journey with that child over a period of time. Track with them. Speak hope into them. Let it be a long-term commitment, not just a once-off, throw some money at something, but actually come alongside and say, hey, I'm going I'm to walk, I'm going to help you to establish this fixed point of reference. I'm going to journey with you so that when the storms keep hitting, you're anchored somewhere. Who in your community do you need to stand with? Which neighbor this coming week do you need to connect with? You know, we've talked about a response to COVID-19, not just reacting, but what could you do? Who could you journey and speak hope into this coming week? Once you've got to this point, once you've built a resilience of hope in. As Richmond said, joy filled his home. Joy started to fill his home. 
And in Romans 15, verse 13, it says this. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, once you've stirred hope, once you've spoken hope, declared hope, once you start to stand in hope, there's a joy and a peace. And that's when the right smile can start to take place. That's when you can start to smile at the storm. That's when you can really know that when a storm comes, you're able to go, <laughs> storm, you got no chance. You don't know who I'm anchored to. You have no idea what you're coming against. You know, I'm anchored to the creator of the universe. I'm anchored to the one who st flung stars into space. I'm anchored to the one who spoke the universe into being. I'm anchored to the one who was dead but then rose again. You know, you've got nothing on me. Storm, bring it. I got your number. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where you can get to. That's when you can really start to smile because peace and joy fill your life. I just wonder this morning whether you could be a part of bringing hope and helping a child find this anchor, find this fixed point of reference, whether you could say, I know this hope, but I'm now going to be generous with the hope that I know. How could you be generous with the hope that you know? As I mentioned, there's practical things you can do this week with your neighbors, with your friends, with your work colleagues. But maybe you could also come alongside a child this morning and say, I'll help you find this hope. You know, the storm of poverty is not going to wipe you out. I'm going to help you find this hope. Maybe you could do that this morning. So I'd love to see some more kids find hope this morning. Some more children find a sponsor, someone to journey with them through the storms of life. It doesn't just impact the child, it'll also impact you. There's something special about when you come alongside someone and it's like a discipleship journey. You walk it together. It's a powerful thing. It costs 28 pound a month. You know, that's not an insignificant amount. But I would really encourage you this morning, and we're going to pray for these children in a moment to really think about and consider journeying with a child, helping them to find hope, helping them to be released from poverty. If you're at home, if you're a life centraler, uh, we'd love you to be involved with the project that Life Central Church are partnering with in Tanzania, which is where all the children this morning are from. So if you're at home and would like to get involved with this as well, please just email the church office and they're going to have some profiles that they can, they can hold for you so that you can sponsor a child from the same project that everyone else is. If you're not a Life Centraler and you're online, then you can go to the Compassion website and there's, you can sponsor a child through there. But if you're a Life Centraler, we'd love you to be involved with this. And so we've got stewards around the room and I just want to give you an op opportunity now to say I'm interested in sponsoring a child. And we'll put a profile in your hand. 
at this moment, you're not committing to sponsor that child. But what you're saying is, I'm interested. And I, and I want to find out more and I want to just wait on God and I, I want to see whether I want to get involved with this. Um, and then we'd ask you to fill it in during the final song and afterwards and then come and bring the profile to us at the stand at the back. So if you're interested in doing that, would you just pop your hand up? Brilliant. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we've got lots of stewards around. They're going to give you a profile. Like I said, this is not you committing to it now, but if you're interested, have, take a profile, have a look at some of the information inside the profile. There's info about the child um, area that they've, they're growing up in. There's info about their family setup. We've got some more um, across here. Do you want someone want to come and take these four off me here? And um, we can get some. If one of the, you might want to just if we run out, can we get some out of the truck as well? just make those available we've got um, a lady there we've got a, a gentleman and a lady over here um, there's some more over the left hand side here um, I think okay keep your hand up we will get your profile I think we're just running out to the bus to get a few more which is amazing um, should we pray let's pray Lord God we pray for every single child this morning that has just been handed out we pray that they would find hope and start this incredible journey of being released from poverty. And Lord God, I pray for every single sponsor that right now is making a commitment. Lord, I pray that you would bless them. Thank you so much that they've put their hand up and said, I, I want to do this journey. So Lord, we just ask your spirit to um, dwell in this place. Lord, thank you for everyone who's been involved this morning and every person who's popped their hand up. Lord, I, I just pray again bless them at this time. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen.